0: Today on the ZabeCast, your master's 2019 preview is ready. A modified threesome of golf nerds breaks down the field, makes some possibly insulting suggestions on how to make this tournament even better, and gives some lucky noobs making their first pilgrimage some viewing advice. We've also got proof that Brooks Kepka is really good at golf, but maybe he doesn't love it that much, and Dwayne Wade's preemptive therapy. Bonus 1% save is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, 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 oh. Here we go! Wednesday, April 10, 2019. Thank you for downloading, and thank you, of course, for subscribing. Lots to get to today, including a modified Golf Nerd preview. Uh, Not our usual foursome, by the way, the Capital Golf Gang will return to the air on Sundays on 980 in Washington, D.C. this coming Sunday, live. We'll do a live version. We'll do it live! We'll do it live, as Bill O'Reilly once said famously in an angry rant. Doing it live Sunday morning, 8 a.m. on the Sunday before the final round of the Masters. I am then getting on an airplane with the fam dam to go to Orlando for a spring break to do a variety of theme parks, hotels with pools and cocktail service, and then go down to Tampa St. Pete. So any suggestions for that area? Um, in fact, my friend Skippy Wolfram of uh, hot Bikram yoga fame said, come to my studio and do some hot yoga. And I said, nah, Skippy, it's too, it's too hot. Too hot. I don't want to do hot yoga. I'm sure it's great for you, but I I haven't done yoga in a long time. Not since the P90X days of seven years ago, eight, nine, something like that. So that's the plan. And I'm going to try to repurpose the Capital Golf Gang with the normal group of golf nerds and make sure that gets put up on the Zabecast as part of the premium subscription. Before we get going today, though. I want to talk about a sponsor that had been running ads on this podcast, MyBookie, and some things that I've become aware of here in the last 24 hours. First of all, I have received no more than two or three people who have emailed me to say, hey, I got a problem here. And in the past, like I had referred somebody via email to my contact. Uh, at the website, and it got resolved. And And the person who emailed me saying, hey, I got a problem here, they went away satisfied. Got one more email today, somebody that wanted to you know, cash out on their uh, winning ticket of Virginia, and they said, that, well, there's a rollover, and I've got to hit this, and I've only got this much money, and they want $50 for a wire transfer, and yada, yada, yada. Then I saw on Twitter... That Dave Portnoy, a.k.a. El Presidente from Barstool Sports, went full-on ham, hard-ass motherfucker, on this particular book. Because apparently they called him out for being a fake gambler and saying, uh, oh, we would have taken your $250,000 bet on Texas Tech in the final. Uh, you should have taken, you know, you should have come to us. And then there was a flood of retweets of people saying, oh, these guys are scammers and I could never get my money and nightmare this, nightmare that, credit card stolen, you name it. Obviously, I don't like to hear any of this. I went into this really sort of like, okay, let's give it a shot. My agent came to me and said, hey, uh, this sports book reached out and they'd like to advertise on the podcast. And I said, "Okay, who are they?" And they gave me. They said, "It's my my bookie." And I go, "Okay, all right. Well, let me let me sniff around, and see what I see." I had seen that they were doing a lot of stuff in the fall with a number of other podcasters and bloggers of note, including Pat McAfee, who had I think split off from Barstool at that time. I can't remember exactly when they went down, and I at least saw enough other people, so I thought, "Well, okay, you know." I'm not just taking some random sportsbooks advertising money. There's some other people in this as well. So there's a little bit of a comfort in numbers, uh, first and foremost. Then I went to a website called sportsbookreview.com, which I had seen uh, advertised on Clay Travis's site. And I don't know if he still advertising, you know, Sportsbook Review. Advertised with Clay, and it's a site that reviews sportsbooks, offshore and international everything else. It wasn't until I went to to Sportsbook Review that I saw, holy shit, there are so many sportsbooks out there. It's crazy. Anyway, I uh, I went and I read the write up on these guys, and they'd been around a little while, and they had a like like a C minus grade not great, but there were books that had Ds and Fs. So I thought, all right, well, middle of the pack. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. So they bought an initial run of ads. Uh, They liked the response. Thank you for that. And then they bought another schedule of it. Then they came back for March Madness. And as of now, that's it. They don't have any more stuff booked with me and honestly I'm not I don't think I'm going to In fact I know I'm really I, I'm not gonna be in this business anymore because it does have the potential to be shady as Mr. X has told us winning is nice getting paid is even nicer now people that complain about well the rollover requirements are insane I mean it's like 6x and I've got to bet all this that was all in writing I do think I said, when they first started with me, I said, look, read their rules. Read their rules, read their rules, because they were, they were lengthy. And they also are a, a site that says they cater to recreational gamblers. And so therefore, they said on their rules, they have the right to you know terminate accounts and shut down accounts if they think there's professional action or something else coming in to that nature. And yeah, the fees for electronic fund withdrawals seem excessive to me. $35 for a wire transfer, $50 for an e-check, two days of internal review, seven to ten days to process your money. You know, it seems slow to me, but I do think that's the general pace of the online industry. That said... I only know of a handful of people who have come to me and said, hey, I've had a problem. And I have referred those people uh, to my agent who got in touch with our contact there. And so far, the two or three people that did have a problem, they seem to have you know, found a satisfactory solution. I certainly hope that's the case here. I mean, I've got some money with them, not a whole lot. Um, and I would like to keep winning a little bit and uh, get that money back at some point. but. Points to a larger issue about podcasting and advertising. And I really think this now cements it for me that I don't think I'll ever pursue advertising-supported podcasting. Because I'll never get as big as Adam Carolla or Bill Simmons, where that kind of stuff makes sense. And and so therefore, it's better for me just to say, look, I'm going to give you four days a week free, the fifth day costs 5 bucks a month. Yeah, you can free ride on the 4 days. But if you if you want to support what I'm doing, just buy the 5th day. Give me the 5 bucks a month and 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 I'll keep doing this until the end of time. It seems to be a much better proposition for you the listener and it's a lot easier for me because then I don't have to go run around like okay, we got another sponsor, great. All right. All right, let's get the copy. Okay, how does it read? All right, how many times you want to do it? I know that it's easy to skip through the ads and many people say they do skip through ads, not only on this podcast, but all the podcasts they listen to. Um, but then, you know, from my standpoint, I got to go find a sponsor, convince a sponsor, get them on board. Then I've got to work with the copy. Okay, what do you want it to say? How long is it? Then I've got to read the copy, insert the copy. That's more editing. Then they wait to see are they getting any response? Uh nah, the response is kind of weak. I'm like, all right, can we then change the message? Let's work on that. All right, let's uh, make a different offer. Okay, great. Then you have to invoice them. Then you're like, okay, I've invoiced you. Where's the money? You gonna pay me now or not? You know, everyone, it it's just too much friction. It's too much friction. It's better to just say on a smaller level here. Here's a here's a product to podcast. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully you love it. Hopefully you can't live without it. And to make it worth my while and to keep it going, I need five bucks a month. That way we cut everything else out. I do believe that with the way legal gambling is going in the United States, um, you're going to get more and more, pretty much the entire country will be blanketed with legal sports books that have digital components that don't have some of the friction and some of the hoops and all the other stuff you have to jump through with some of these sites. Um But it's going to take a while, and I would imagine that both Virginia, my state, and Utah will be the last states to actually fully legalize it. But keep me aware. Let let me know if you have a problem and what that problem is, and I will do my best and leverage my standing as the guy who accepted their advertising to say, Hey, what are you going to do about this? It's possible that because of this brouhaha that, you know, the the company, uh, you know, really tightens up and flies right here, and you might get even better customer service just because they're like, okay, hold on a second. We got a pretty big industry name challenging us, and we're going to step up and do the right thing. Or it could go the other way, and God, I hope that doesn't happen, but either way, lesson learned. Okay, that said, look at this. The WNBA has a new logo. God, I love logos and jargon. Do you know the WNBA is in its 23rd season? And they've got a new logo, new look, and a new brand. The league unveiled its plans on Monday, intent on embracing the optimism of the women across the WNBA in the building of, in the, and in building the next generation of fans. We are excited about all of it, said WNBA Chief Operating Officer Christy Hedgepeth. It starts with our purpose, which is to expand our audience and grow at a faster rate. We believe we'll do that by becoming more and more culturally relevant over time. It led us to a new target consumer, a new design target that's much, much younger. The 16 to 34-year-old Millennials who are very diverse, very socially conscious, engaged in issues of today. But do they like basketball? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, you're selling basketball. I'm not against the WNBA existing. I don't watch it. It's not part of my sports diet. But God bless them. 23 years. Now, they would have long since gone under without Big Daddy Warbucks NBA bankrolling many teams' financial losses. I don't know if any particular WNBA teams actually make money on their own. I doubt it. But maybe they do in certain cities where it's extremely popular. But the NBA decided a long time ago that this was a project they didn't want to fail. Because there was a rival women's league that did fail after a year or two. And so the NBA said, look, this is pennies for us, relatively speaking. And the benefit they had of the WNBA. I mean, it's it's a marketing tool. It's something that they can use to get out in the communities. It's a great thing for these NBA teams and the league as a whole to have to interface with corporate America to say, oh, absolutely. We've got, we've got the NBA and we've got the WNBA. And one thing that also was told to me about these NBA teams that have WNBA corresponding teams, and I'm not sure every I'm not sure every NBA team has a corresponding WNBA team, but one thing that was told to me was this gives us something for our staff to do in the summer, in the off because I've worked in an NBA office well, not worked, I was an intern, but I I was in an NBA office as an intern during the summer. It's fucking slow. Big time. When I was with the Bullets as an intern, I remember one of my jobs was to go through old media guides and find all the errors and discrepancies that had been allowed to grow like weeds along the way about, well, this player played from this year to this year, and this guy had this many points, and I'm like finding all these errors and shit. Like, Muggsy Bogues, he, he never averaged 16 rebounds a game. Why is that in the media, God? Because the former PR director got lazy and was cutting and pasting and cutting and pasting and shit got all strewn about. But then the WNBA came along, and so now the same, there's a lot of you know NBA front office people that work on WNBA stuff, and they work WNBA games, and... And this is also very important. It keeps the arenas in use during the summer. And they literally say, well, it's not NBA basketball. It's not even Division I college basketball or Division II men's college basketball. But it's a nice air-conditioned place to go indoors in the middle of the summer for not very much money. I know that sounds mean to say, but literally that's what I was told. If they're going to spend the money to keep the buildings air conditioned and running in the summer, might as well have basketball in them. WNBA also has a new logo. It's the exact same as the old logo. It just doesn't have a box around it. I kind of like it. It's a silhouette of a woman shooting what looks like a, hick, oh, a hook shot. hick shot. Uh, a hook shot. And you can detect in the tiny logo. Her hair is up in a bun. Get this, this is what they said about the new logo. The NBA logo, there's a rectangle around him. He's in a box. Same thing with the G League logo, and the previous W logo. She had a box around her, said Hedgepeth, the COO. The box is going away. It's powerful, it's freeing, and it's expansive. (laughs) It's the first time the league will have a new logo since 2013. Fakes instead. While the new logo won't be on the uniforms or balls until next year because of lack of production time needed to do it, it will be everywhere else around the league. Hedgespeth insisted the logo was not modeled after one player and that the hair was a huge part of the conversation. Wow. The logo has a bun which represents the way many players wear their hair. The league also has a new marquee partner in AT&T. They're a perfect fit, she said. They have such a great fit to diversity and inclusion and accurately portraying women in advertising. That's great, but do they like basketball? Brooks Kepka. Dude, do you even lift, bro? The the running joke I've had about Brooks Kepka since he really Burst through and started winning majors, including the U.S. Open at Whistler, not whistling straits, U.S. Open at Aaron Hills in Wisconsin, followed by the U.S. Open last summer at Shinnecock, followed by the PGA Championship at Bell Reeve, where he famously held off Tiger Woods down the stretch on Sunday. He looks like the buffest, fittest golfer out there. Even though if you put him next to a real NFL player, you'd be like, yeah, he's really not that big. But compared to the other golfers, he looks like an athlete. And I had read before where he said, yeah, I like golf, but I'm not crazy about it. Or something to that effect. And I and, and I just thought, well, he's a former baseball player, and so at Florida State, so maybe he is a guy that's. Just good at golf, but he's not necessarily obsessed with it. Well, my man Danny Purcell, uh, the upstate, the Rochester kid, as I call him, sends me this text tonight. Seriously? Further confirmation of Kepka's disdain, he says, for the game of golf. I said, oh boy, here we go. So I clicked the link. It's from a blog called bladedwedge.com. And the headline says Brooks Kepka loses 22 pounds for ESPN, the magazine body issue. Over the past couple of months, Brooks has been training twice a day, running and eating healthier. During this time, he has dropped 22 pounds from 212 down to 190 and has started to hit the ball 10 to 12 yards shorter off the tee. This reduction of distance has caused him to drop from ninth in strokes gained off the tee to 46th in that category and caused his swing to feel out of sorts. Said Kepka, quote, When you go from 212 to 190, there's not as much weight going forward through the ball. I don't have as much feel. I just feel out of sorts. Kepka is not concerned, though. He was asked about the weight loss after the final round of the players and responded, You'll see after Wednesday, I'll be fine. He also commented that he will be looking to pack back on the weight in the next couple of weeks, that he's looking forward to having a cheeseburger, which he has not been able to do in a while. Kepka's recent weight loss is rumored to be for a photo shoot in ESPN, the magazine, and their body issue. Members of the media and fans have been concerned about how it could impact his season and his career. Assuming the rumors are true, I'm a fan of the move, writes the bladed wedge. No! I'm not a fan of the, this is asinine. He really was like, yeah, man, I got to pose for a a, a, a shoot. Uh, I got to pose for a, a, a beach shoot, a bikini shoot with my girlfriend. I got to do some more research on this. I hope this is, I hope I'm not been fooled by this one. Please, God, tell me this is not trick bait. Not click bait, but trick bait. It sounds like it makes sense because I'm like, where has Brooks Koepka been for God's sakes? Maybe that's the answer, dude. Do you even lift, bro? Dude, I'm 212. I'm kind of fat. I need to lose weight. Gotta go do a bikini shoot with my girlfriend. Yeah, it's gonna cause me to lose yards off the tee, and I'm gonna feel out of sorts, and I may win not win as much money. But damn it, I gotta look cut. I gotta look lean for this photo shoot. It is Masters Week, and we are out here at the Ronas Academy at River Creek. My man, Johnny Ronas, thanks for having us. Thanks for it's great to be me. here. We thanks call this, me. and of course, One Account Roads over there. Dap Hello, it up there, oops. One Account. How we doing, buddy? Good, man. How Very are you? Very nice. I love it. This is the Western contingent of my golf guys, because Ronnie lives a million miles over on the other side of the market. Ghoul lives a million miles south of the market. So I like to get our Western contingent together to talk some golf. We got the Masters coming up. I mean, it's here. It's Masters Week. Is that a good
1: tournament? What it's is that? All it's right. not a
0: tournament. It's a tournament. It's a tournament. It's A, a tournament. tournament, exactly. Julius. And, and, and one account, you've put together a golf trip. I want to talk about this before we get to the Masters. You and a couple of guys are going out of Doral.
1: Explain yep. this one. we leaving at uh, 3 in the morning tonight. Tonight, this morning. Um, long-time friends. You You're know. driving down? No, no, no. Why no, are you leaving at 3 in the morning? Well, we're meeting before the airport and then all getting in one car going to the airport we fly out at 6:45 a.m oh so, lordy um and i am <laughs> elated so you're staying excited. at Doral. staying at trump Doral. It trump be tremendous yeah, it would be, it'd be <laughs> tremendous
0: it would be, be fabulous be the best of your exactly life. have you ever played there never okay no. so you're staying at trump and then you're gonna play and then watch the masters for four days three days
1: all d- so the concept is to start a tradition with my best unlike buds. Unlike any other. Unlike any other. Jim and the rest will not be there. Uh, Hello, And friends. to play early in the morning at a at a destination, and then when we're finished, find a cush
0: spot to
1: have a few cold ones and watch and the And watch Masters. the tournament.
0: And so you'll That's do great. it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or are you coming home Sunday?
1: Coming home Monday after our round on Monday morning. Lord have mercy. I'm playing mercy. six rounds of golf. All at Doral, all at Doral on all th- of the courses. What if you hate the course? Uh, how many courses are at Doral? Four or five, I believe. Four. We're really? playing the Blue Monster twice. Okay. And um, there's like the like silver, white, silver, yeah, yeah, something like Have you that. You played it, Johnny. I played song. all
2: of them actually, but before the renovation, we played them in college. Okay. We had a tournament down there.
1: I'm excited. The first course we play tomorrow morning right off the plane has water on 17 of the 18 holes. Should Excellent. Be good. Very yeah. nice. Plenty so, of golf balls. Yeah, there's
0: a bit of controversy here because when Rhodes proposed this trip and asked if I was interested, I turned my nose up at Doral. I was like, hmm, ugh, I don't really like that place. And you were, you were mortified that I would be so dismissive, weren't you? Didn't I cry? <laughs> have you, you played
2: there since the renovation?
0: No. I.
1: Oh, okay. Dude, I don't care, you know, to... I don't
0: care to play there. You it's... know the world
1: that he lives in versus... If you throw the word budget at Zabe, he
0: will pee-pee all over it. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. no budget. Exactly. exactly. Opulence. And no... his money. <laughs> That's not true. I have some budgets, but <laughs> I just... I... Not when it comes to <laughs> golf. <laughs> no, no, no. I just have never been a fan of super flat super bermuda e deep in the heart of florida golf I'm i need some you. elevation i'm baby.
2: totally with you
0: it is but me- i may be wrong I, I could have blown it Rhodes. i should have gone i'm now jealous
1: well this is supposed to be the start of entertaining other venues every year we've already asked them to price out casa de campo teeth of the dog Holy Play there awesome for, for the next year awesome. or two we're not sure if we want to do a couples thing yet Or just keep it as a guy's thing? (laughs) Why, you want to ruin it? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, what? I didn't say that. Um, What? We were looking at Sea Island, Georgia is another one. But we do want guaranteed warmth. We we have to keep it East Coast because if you finish in Arizona after you're done playing golf, the Masters will already be
0: on. So the concept is you go to play golf during Masters week because you play early, then watch in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, and then there could possibly be – Some nighttime
0: activities. Yes. Okay. I like that concept. I've I've never really thought of that as a concept.
1: And we really do want to grow it. It's foursome this year,
0: but we want an eight to 12 would be uh, ideal. it's, uh, It's almost like Costanza having sex and eating a big hoagie at the same time. You're watching the Masters and it's a golf trip. Yeah. How can you beat it? I might actually put very, that on my bucket it's list. It's a very uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> similar correlation. It was on the tip of my tongue, Zay, back yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let's talk about the tournament. What is the best story that could happen this week at the Masters? Tiger well, at 43 winning? The
2: best story would be Tiger winning. Yeah. I think that would be the best story. I think the second best story in, um, you know, good for golf would be that Rory won. Okay.
0: And then, of Rory, course... The, completing the career grand slam. Correct.
2: Play. And then, of course, the last one is
0: Larry Mize winning. Shut up. Okay. Larry it's not going to happen, wins. but I think it would be a great story. <laughs> is is Mize still trying to knock it around? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. He missed the cut last year. That is a fact. Okay. Okay. But he's still going to play the uh, the two days that he's entitled to as a former champion.
2: I don't think he's called it quits yet. No, he like has yeah, What okay. about
0: Sandy Lyle? He still plays. Okay. What about Marco Mira? Still plays. Okay. Frederick Couples. Still what about plays. Trevor Immelman? Uh, what, plays I'm and it. tries to
1: win. What about Mike Weir? Ooh, I don't think he's allowed there anymore. I, I checked in on Mike Weir because I was doing the DraftKings thing today, and he has made one appearance in 12 months. So, One tour appearance. One tour appearance. So he either he's injured or he's... <laughs> He's running a child's daycare. Really. These are the things when
2: it comes down to the next thing we're going to talk about. These are the things that make the Masters the smallest field yep. of any tournament. You have, I saw yesterday, you had 11 first-timers. You had six amateurs. So right there, there's 17 that aren't winning.
0: No chance. You
2: have probably, what, eight or nine of the old-timers that aren't going to win it. Right. And the field, I believe, is... In the, what, 80s? Low 80s? Yeah, at 90,
0: 92 or something like that.
2: Yeah. So when we look at this, it really, this is one of the reasons why we do see those same guys who who kind of vie for the title because they're the best players. And there's not a ton ton of this crazy sideways competition. And first-timers have no chance at Augusta.
0: It is blasphemous to suggest anything is not perfect with this tournament. You know Mm -hmm. that. A lot of people... Get all up in your grill if you dare to say you know the Masters really needs to do this dot 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 or that dot dot dot, but I agree. The first thing they got to do is they got to make this field better and bigger. I don't want to hear about well we like we don't like going off one in ten on Thursday Friday. We don't like doing this. We want to allow for this field is way too short for modern golf. And you just went through it. Yeah, I mean it's and the it's not just that it's too short. It's how
2: it's too short. Again, you take...
0: Right. It's, it's not It's, not, the, it's not the 93 or, best players in the world, right. which would leave out at least 50 really good right. ones that were playing at TPC about a month ago. Sure. But it's also... And I'm not saying disinvite. You, you, you want to have that flavor. It's fine. But we need 30 more guys that can win it. I agree. And then... But there is something about Augusta, which
2: eliminates a first-time player. So that's one thing. We've eliminated them. They are good players. Uh, my name is
1: Danny first-time. Willett. Yeah. yeah it was first time? I think. But, but you're
0: right. Almost never. Ah, do well, first time, last time. Is he playing this week? Yes, but he... <laughs> <laughs> will his brother be yes. tweeting? sucks. All um, right, so, Rosie, get in there. Tell yeah, me, what, so, what would be the best story for you this week?
1: Yeah, I agree with you guys about the field, and I heard a really cool suggestion on the Golf Channel, don't remember who it was, but couldn't have been Chambly. No, couldn't have been Nabilo.
0: I'm sorry. On you're, golf? Absolutely, you're absolutely right, Brandel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree with that thing, like, Brandel. Yeah. It
1: was actually on PGA tour radio and they were talking about all the ceremonial players that still show up. And, you know, it's, it's part of the appeal to come to Augusta and see those guys every year. So why not let them go out and have a senior or legacy tournament inside the tournament?
0: Uh but yet they're
1: not taking away part of the
0: field that a normal major would have so they're playing for sort of an honorary trophy yeah. of some just sort. You like You could know. do that
2: on Tuesday Wednesday because you could. Look, the
0: senior tour is basically
2: 36 54 holes. That's right. That's you could have that and you could have someone who's much older playing in it. You could have a Jack Nicholas playing in it if he really wanted to. He's not going to, but that's something that you could have Tuesday, Wednesday, and then practice rounds just work around it.
1: Yeah, you could even say, you know, yeah, so let's say we did it Tuesday, Wednesday, or how about this, still Thursday, Friday, but your tournament's over unless you make the cut, legit, like Langer no, did last well, year. Yeah,
2: you could do that, but I think you should choose at that point which one you're going to play in. And if you're going to play in the full-time one, then, you know, then there's got to be something to be said. If you're shooting 85 every year, you're not allowed to play in that. Well,
0: that was a big thing that apparently they had to send a letter to Gabe Brewer saying, oh, Mr. Brewer, while you are still an honored ex-champion here, your participation in the full tournament has become a bit of a conversation point around the club. (laughs) Seems as if your ability to navigate the old national has become uh, strained, should we say. Perhaps the paw three, the exact words. perhaps the paw three and a succulent dinner would be more appropriate. <laughs> we will get you the requisite free shirt and hat as per yes. your champion's honorarium. So we oh, I'll see, be at the
2: dinner. We, we see you haven't missed a dinner in about forty years. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, that that's relevant. Except for if our friend Billy Horny listens to your podcast every now and then, he should head pro wear now. Prospect Bay Prospect recently Bay? retired,
0: really from the PGA.
1: But um, okay. we ran a Masters pool one year about '96, and he had the first pick in the draft. And he jokingly picked Gabe Brewer, who was leading
0: after day one. Shut up! No in lie. In '96, look it up. Wow, I'll have to look that so up. So that's
1: probably his rebuttal to that All mint right. julep letter.
0: <laughs> On a more serious note, so best story you think is Tiger. What about Phil? Can Phil win? I would not rule out Phil or Tiger. Some people are saying, I heard Hank Haney was just ripping on Tiger. He's not going to win. He's 143rd in putting, 100 and whatever in three-putt avoidance. It doesn't matter this week. Augusta lights up the guys who know how to play it. It's going to light up Tiger. It's going to light up Phil, I think.
2: Yeah, Phil has a much better chance than Tiger because Phil is hitting fades on those par fives, and Tiger's going to have to hit some high hooks or high draws around those yeah. um par fives and phil which, won
0: this year already
2: yeah and and it's something that again it's going towards you know again nicholas was a fader of the ball and he obviously won it more times than anyone but he could turn it over where tiger doesn't really have that opportunity as much anymore with the tool set that he has phil can just set up and hit as hard as he want and fade it down there so i give phil a better chance than tiger but um i think it'd still be a better story if tiger won
1: yeah, the, um, the Masters, Zabe, when you drive down Magnolia Lane, all your past couple months performance goes out the window, which is uh, – I would not discount Jordan Spieth this week. And he was Oh, no, he has no chance. Be. I'll take a Jordan's, $5 wager on that. He won't make the cut. He stinks $5, stink right now. $5, yeah. both of you. If,
2: by the way, Zabe, he doesn't make the cut. The whole team gets blown up. What do you mean? Everyone's gone.
0: Oh, you mean all of his instructors? Instructors Cameron should have been gone a long time ago. and not,
2: I'm not saying he's a bad instructor. Obviously, How about Greller? I think he's gone too. I think he might just step back and go, <laughs> what, why do I have to be away doing? 50 weeks a year holding the bag? When did I've, you I've made hear? Lose. Top
1: 10. He'll be top 10 this week. Okay.
0: How did he finish at Valero? I know he was up leading the first two rounds and then oh, I didn't see him.
1: Totally caved in round three.
0: I saw he shot 42-31 to get it back.
1: I thought he shot 68 or 9 on Sunday. Okay, but he didn't win. It was no. – to your point, it was crooked as can be. I saw him hit drives that were almost ninety degree curves. Didn't he shoot really? seventy six on day three? His overall, his t- uh, his four day total wasn't even nearly as bad as he finished like eight under. Okay, but it
2: he was four under in the at least the middle or late of his third round. All right, how
0: about this? Who has less of a chance to win it, Spieth or Reed?
2: Oh, Spieth. Spieth, absolutely. Do you
0: know Patrick Reed is on a milk carton right now? Yeah. He's... Do you know he's so desperate? His wife, Justine, brought in David Ledbetter as a consultant. And, let, and, the, and the existing coach, I know your eyeballs are like, what? His existing coach, Jordan Reed, or I mean uh, Patrick Reed's existing coach, is like, well, I haven't heard that I've been fired. And so Ledbetter's like, well, I'll work with whoever else is on the team. We'll divide it up.
1: Yes. I know he's got yes. no top tens this year. He's made a good amount of cuts, but he's lost right now too. So yeah.
2: Again, it's just you walk on those premises and things change. But so. you're
1: poo pooing beef, even though things change. I don't
0: like either guy this week. How about Speech Rick? Stinks, stinks. How about Ricky? How about Dustin? How about the fair-haired Irish lad? My favorite. Ricky, I love Ricky. He's never going to win a major.
2: Doesn't have a killer instinct, so he's out. What? And he's a great putter, and he's. I want to bet on that. Perfectly fit for Augusta.
0: Yeah. Perfectly fit. Great he's putter, great He's never going to win a major. He's I don't not even think so. thirty yet.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. You crazy? Who, who else did you say? Dustin Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, depends yeah. how he
0: can navigate steps. I'm going to try to hit a few <laughs> fades. Yeah. Uh, you know, the par fives are kind of short for me. That's a good shot.
2: He's a, a horse for courses, and I you know he's not going to win. All any right, yet. it's Rory's game.
0: How about do you lift, bro? Brooks Kepka? I think he's How got great a good would chance. that I love be. his mind
1: yeah. for all majors. I looked up when I do these DraftKings things, I like to look at the previous years. Mm-hmm. Where's he been in, at Augusta? I don't know. I don't know. He's
0: been a bit of a mystery in that regard.
1: And, and same, so, you know, to your point about uh, Ricky, he finished one off the lead last year. I didn't even realize yeah, that. Mr. Never uh, going to win a major. And he is a great putter, which is why I don't know about Dustin Johnson at Augusta. I, I just. He's I, too right. wooden with the right. putter in his hand. Look,
2: I'd be happy as heck if Ricky won. Yeah, it'd be I would good be for sitting golf. there, and I would be the ha- one of the happiest guys around because Ricky's a great player, and and you know my buddy's associated with him very tightly. And I think it would be great, great for golf. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Have you guys noticed
1: Art. at all yeah. that Ricky looks bigger? Whether that be muscle or weight,
0: he looks thicker. Uh, just I think he's this gained year. a couple
1: pounds, but.
2: His haircut's. Man, not, I don't
0: like it. His haircut's not right this year. Maybe but, I'm jealous, but, but uh, I'm definitely man. jealous myself. But his haircut's Might not right. Um, what about uh, some other dark horses? What about Fleetwood? What sure. about Molinari? So the weather
2: forecast is for some rain, and that course will get very, very long for Fleetwood.
1: Yeah, and very Molinari. Long.
2: Yeah, and Molinari to an extent also. He's a pit bull. I, I would give Molinari a very good chance. He won at Congressional,
1: seven hundred yards. And? So he, maybe he perhaps were discounting his chances on a long congressional
0: course. Congressional or you mean Avenel? No, he won
1: at Congressional. Who did? Uh, Molinari at one of the AT&Ts. At
0: Congressional? Yeah. Don't remember that.
1: But not wet. Yeah, I he ba- went back to back that,
0: that year. Not wet. Not right. wet. Molinari won at Congressional. Is there... Is there an echo in here? I almost want to bet you on that because I don't think you're right about that. I'm going to be so
1: deep in your pocket by the time this week's (laughs) over.
0: I thought Molinari's first PGA Tour win was at Avenel last summer.
1: I don't know. Okay. Yes, he did win at Avenel, but I believe he's won –
0: Oh, now he's slacking. I believe, yeah. Mrs. Avery. I believe. They haven't had the event at Congressional in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. yeah. If I lose to you, it, the worst is going to be I'm even because Spieth will win me the five. <laughs> I believe. Now that I'm thinking of it, I believe I'm completely wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, let's say Mal, it would not, say not be Malinari? the first time. I <laughs> so All right. So I have a dark horse. Can I say Jerry but, Gallo. Okay, but everyone thinks only bombers win this event. That's so not. Agree. True, and even with some water, Mr. Ronas, they got this thing so firm and tight, man. That water, it goes through that Georgia sand-based ground, and they've got a pink, pink, pink. And, you know, it's not hit and plug at Augusta. You're right. I wouldn't rule out these guys that are not long bombers. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
2: Yeah, I I agree. But when you're hitting shots into slightly softer greens that can hold and someone's hitting – um well you know what it goes both ways you're absolutely right if i'm hitting a four iron and i have soft greens at least i can hold a four iron versus rory who's hitting a six iron or a seven iron next to me so yes it does go both ways
1: here's why i think it goes both ways more in more recent times is because when they lengthened the course and there are now less fireworks on 13 and 15 a good wedger is in the same game. I mean, there aren't any eagles made. There's almost no eagles made on is that true? 13 and Ooh. 15, unless have, you're in the girls' event last week. Have the
2: eagles gone down on 13 and way 15? Way down. Maybe because really? it's okay. harder to do, but they're still. I would still say at least 75% of the people are going for it.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're going yeah. for it. But I think they're, there's no more wedges into these holes, I don't think. Um, so they're going for it with longer irons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think they have... 10 foot eagle putts anymore right
2: they're not hitting Um, nine irons in anymore but they're they're all still going for it so the eagles are out there it's just yeah it's a little bit more difficult which again you bring in some wetness and now you're hitting a four iron you put a four iron in rory's hands that goes straight up in the air and lands on a soft green you know you're going to make some eagles
0: let's hope that there's ample use of shot tracer like there was for the ladies event
2: yeah, there has to be. Do they do that at Augusta nowadays? Yeah,
0: they haven't in the past. They didn't Sky, do it last year, huh? Sky TV has used Tracer. Okay. And people watching the Sky TV feed on through whatever bootleg feeds are like, oh, they're using the Shot Tracer on Sky TV for the Masters. I'm like, where is CBS? Lance Barrow, stop holding it away from us. I want to see it. Come on now. I hope so because
2: it's something that, you know, especially Augusta with some twists and turns that they have um, – you know, again, I'm sure we'll talk about the course, but the elevation change at that golf course, you talk about anti-flat. Um, oh, yeah. It is stunning to watch. And Shot Tra- Tracer could give us an idea of, mm-hmm. of some of those things that you might be able to notice, but that place is unbelievable. So I was cool. there
1: a year ago today, mm. and uh, I felt like I would know every nook and cranny of that course just from TV. But? And I did – know exactly where i was at all times but to your point i mean it tv just doesn't yeah do, doesn't it do it justice with the with the topography it's just tremendous it's tremendous it is all right
0: so let's get let me just get, let's get a winner here and then we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back talk about the course tournament other golf issues etc running through it uh, rory six to one dustin 10 to one tiger 14 to one justin rose 12 to one we didn't mention him
1: number yeah. one in the world
0: again this week jt justin thomas love 18 him 18 to 1 i think he gets frustrated too easily I do too. uh john Rahm, speaking of frustrated mm-hmm. no chance spieth no chance 18 to 1 fowler 18 to 1 i'd put a shekel on him molinari yeah. 22 to 1 i would not discount him kepka dude do you lift bro 22 to one bryson dechambeau we didn't mention him 28 to 1 the mad scientist
2: all right, you got three hundred bucks. Yeah, they have to be put down in hundred dollar increments.
0: Yeah, give me your three that you put a hundred dollars on. Well, just With Give me your thoughts on DeChambeau while we're on him.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ah, it's a good. You bad. like
0: it? Okay. He's
1: not missed a cut this year, and he's got five top tens. I would put it's one hundred on It's just going to DeChambeau. be discounted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right, Paul Casey, the dwarf. No, can't stand him. But can't the guys. He's made his his career. You won't be be able to wear the sunglasses
2: because it's going to be raining. So I'm not sure. (laughs) By the way, on the
1: rain, I heard just as I was driving in that
0: today's your last day of rain. I could be wrong, but that's what. Oh, really? On the radio. Okay. Tommy Fleetwood, twenty-five to one. Nope. Jason Day, thirty to one. Nope. Bubba, thirty to one. Nope. Hideki Matsuyama, twenty-eight to one. Haven't had an Asian winner of this event, either Korean or. Japanese. I don't see it. Chinese. I don't think he putts no, well no.
1: enough. You're getting ready to come to my guy here in a minute.
0: Mickelson, forty to one. Xander Schauffele, forty to one. Xander
1: Shoffle shot a million last year. By the way, I'd put Siwoo Boom. Kim.
0: I would put Siwoo Kim as a
2: first Asian before any of those other guys. Yeah, okay. and he's, and he's even playing in the field. best
1: right now. Yeah. I love Oustazen. Oostazen, forty to one. And if you could give me that swing run oh. I will. God. Do anything for you that's Well, come illegal. out here to the Ronas can. Academy. You come out here to the John Ronas Sign Academy. Sign up for a 50-lesson and... package. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. to shrink to 5'5". Buck 10. Yeah. By yeah. the way, the 50-lesson package,
0: your 51st lesson is free. So yeah. it's a good oh, it really? deal. Right. It's a great pay it all yeah. Up front, I'm assuming. Up exactly. Of course. Front, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Uh, it expires within a year. too. Yeah. So you got to get him in. Uh, Adam Scott, forty to one. Does he still play golf? Patrick Reed, fifty to one. Wow. Finau, forty to one. Why are we not on Finau? Interesting. Mm. He's had a good year too. Mm. Mark Leishman, fifty to one.
1: Okay, stop there. Leaderboard
0: hog, right there. He is Leishman. relevant every major. But can't finish. Can finish. Doesn't finish. Finished what? Third or fourth last year. Doesn't win, though. Yeah, I know he's, he does. He's the proverbial sneaky dark horse that looks good on Thursday Friday. Is
1: he Ed Sneed, the guy you brought up the <laughs> other day? Or we'll today? talk
0: about him in a second. Uh, Sergio, 50 to 1. No. Kuchar, 45 to 1. Kuchar's playing good. Stenson, 60 to 1. Patrick Cantley, 66. Kevin Kisner, 66. Kisner in a podcast recently said he has no chance here. He's like, they just moved number five back to 495, so that's another bogey for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cantley. Great. He's, you he's do, okay. Player. Gary Woodland, seventy to one.
1: Seventy to one. Why yeah. not? Well, what about throw I'm going hundred on. and
0: yeah. Uh Ian Ian Polta, eighty to one. I don't no think chance. he's ever done well. Cameron Smith, time. eighty to one. Webb Simpson, eighty. Hoffman. These guys are in the no, Brazilian to one. Webb Hoffman, Simpson shot Brandt. six
1: under final round last year, but barely got it under under in the red with that round.
0: Brant Sneedaker. Maddie Fitzpatrick, Siwoo Kim, Terrell Hatton, They're Lucas all... Bierregard, Schwartzel, Brandon Grace at 125-1. to 1. That's my long shot. Keegan Bradley, J.B. Holmes, Billy Horschel, Matt Wallace, Thorborn, Olison, Eddie Pepperell, Zatch Johnson, Alexander Norin, and on and on and on the list goes. I yeah. say Charles Howell is, a, is my long shot.
2: Okay. No chance. That's good though. Long shot. Might as well waste some money on that. Couple's
0: five hundred to one. Longer four hundred to one. Best story would be longer winning somehow, which we know is not going to happen. But we can always dream. Yeah. Let's take a break here. Special Masters Preview Edition of the Zabe Cast. Myself, John Ronas, who we has kindly knocked out a lesson. Of left-handed beginners in his bay here, so we could <laughs> record this. Yeah. Uh, it was a very lucrative one, but he didn't know where yeah. he wanted to teach it, and one uh, account Rhodes is on his way to Doral with his boys for a great golf trip. We're back after this, and we are back. It is the Zabe Cast, myself, John Ronas. We are in his hitting bay at the Ronas Academy at River Creek Club. Johnny Rhodes, A.K.A. One Account, over there. We got a threesome. We're playing fast today, and I like that. Okay, Masters, I was watching. I can't not watch it—the '86 highlight tape from Augusta that they played on Golf Channel. You guys have seen so that one before, right? So good, many times, fifty
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and I laughed at the two moments that you and I, Rhodesy, always talk about. Seve, our guy, saying on number thirteen, mm. "Fantastica, Fantastica, <laughs> Fantastica." As his, as his, what was it, a four iron in the air? Mm-hmm. It was an iron, right? And and you know.
1: I, I, to this day, pre-HD everything, believe that's one of the greatest sports telecasts of all time. I thought they put that, I don't know how they did it, but really, it was just epic. You know, the
0: whole broadcast is available on YouTube now. The Masters put all those up on YouTube. I've not watched the actual broadcast, but the official Augusta National highlight package show, which is like an hour. Yep. It includes highlights and it includes some footage, but it's not doesn't include the CBS announcers per se.
1: No, they and I've gone although they're on there. I've been watching all the YouTube ones. It goes way back and you might be surprised if you go back into the late sixties and see how good the broadcasts were, but of course they, would well, they come were on good. the air, and it was like we've got the last five holes for you. But they right. were
0: good because we didn't know any better, and we didn't expect any good more. Point. Yes, no so reference to anything. It was better. very simple. It was very straightforward. Yeah. Uh, the other savvy one was him on fourteen, as in the middle of his shot in the air, he says some gibberish like. Yeah. What do you say? And I believe the Gary McCord, who was on 14, yep. this was 86 prior to McCord getting banned. Wasn't that his last
1: year? Might have
0: been. Uh, he said, well, I think that means be good in Spanish or something to that effect. But Sevi unleashed some Spanish gibberish that sounded like... Where'd the ball go? <laughs> I was kind of up there close. Not. It wasn't a kick in well, or that, anything. Then
1: they go to 15. And I'm just wide-eyed because he just did something for me. And he launches a tee shot with his big black persimmon. And Ben Wright, that is huge. Huge.
0: That is huge. Right, because he was down there past that little clump of pine trees on the left. And then what does he do? And he just smothered it in the water. I think that was the hand of God that said, no, no. Today is Nicholas's day. Because what are the chances that Seve Ballesteros and Greg Norman hit two of the worst shots you've ever seen? Seve into the water on 15, and Norman 30 feet right 18. into the crowd. And Kite had a 15-footer on, yeah. on 18, too. Uh, left it on, on the rim, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the, yep. To answer your question, what are the chances? In retrospect for Norman, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> With Nicholas winning,
2: the chances were 100% yeah, his that idol. all those things were going to happen.
0: Yeah. So if Tiger – and I believe – I've said a long time ago, even at the depths of Tiger Woods, is, is he ever going to play again? I said he'll win one more tournament, and it'll be the Masters. He'll win one more major, it'll be the Masters. Short field, most local knowledge. I'm not saying he's winning it this week, but I can see it. I can so, too.
2: I, I can too. I would scene! So Tiger winning
0: at 43, 44, 45, or 46, or even 47 – like, do we think somebody's going to beat Nicholas's record of 46 years old? Yes. So yes. if it's not Tiger, it could be Phil. Phil,
2: I think so. Well, I mean, let's, or let's it see how be, these other guys come up. Right. It could you know, be if anyone else. they stay in shape and they stay with the will, you know, they're going to have a lot more money than guys like Nicholas. And, again, Nicholas was well on his way into architecture and everything else at that point. But um, it's just going to be the drive for them. They're in good enough shape. They will be in good enough shape, but it will be the drive.
0: The other thing about yeah, I agree. The other thing about old school masters that I love to see, and it'll never come back. But they used to make the players take the local caddies. Oh yeah. And the local caddies were all African American, and they were all just smooth brothers from the '70s and '80s. And what was great about the old school caddies, Rhodes, they pimped the shit out of their man's birdies. Like oh yeah they were like yeah, yeah. fist pumping oh, yeah. high fiving yep.
2: pointing it was great Well probably because there were some bets going on in the caddy room Wait before they went out They
1: don't gamble oh, in, the, in the, the caddy Come on yeah, I
2: got Nicholas he's going to kick your boy's butt today <laughs>
0: Yeah that I love I, that, that about the happen, old school but... and and wouldn't it be funny if they went back to making the players Take a local caddy. It'll never happen to no. bitch up a storm. No. They, they could won't. though. They have the power that you know Augusta lo- does the, to at do. At the it. same time, the local caddy still
2: doesn't have the mystique that the old school guys did. I know I know it's similar, but you had You know well, you had one- people from backgrounds that were so incredible coming out of the forties, fifties, and sixties. They'd be seventy years old caddying and they had lived through the Forties, fifties, and sixties, and what this country went through, mm-hmm. and they were still kind of stuck in that little nook down in Augusta, Georgia. But that was their week to shine. And oh yeah, you know you'd like to sit down and just talk with some of those guys. Oh yeah, and what sit in the caddy shack and listen to yeah. the
0: stories. Well, the the other thing was that you know Golf Channel did a piece on Tuesday, Monday night about Ed Snead, who lost in a playoff to one Frank Urban Zeller, Fuzzy uh in 1979 and sneed said that that loss damn near broke him it hurt him as a player he was lost afterwards really affected his career and he talked about how on 11 where fuzzy won it with his putt and then threw his hand threw his putter in the air if you remember the highlight the local caddy for ed sneed told him on his 10 footer this putt does not go left and Ed sneezes like I just couldn't see it and I couldn't believe it so I did the best I could which was to leave it inside the hole but sure enough it slid right and hmm. they showed the putt sliding right wow. wow now
1: 79 okay we're we're at bent grass greens by then so yeah I mean you got to trust your local caddy right
0: I mean but imagine like this is what blows my mind is how back then the most prestigious tournament in the world which the masters still was had such a big hand with just a caddy that you rented for the week. You yeah, know, don't, don't you have I, to
1: think you're? I've made it with this guy. Now I'm in a playoff. I've trusted him all week <laughs> long. Right. You know, don't you have to think that you would think, yeah, but,
0: but it comes down to this is for immortality. Yeah. In oh, golf yeah. sense. Absolutely. Do I re- does uh, he Is he really seeing this? You know, uh, it would be hard for me I'll to tell you. Do. you apparently,
1: yeah. you could ask Tom Weisskopf about this as well because he says. He's was ruined over several. Major oh well, I think there's
2: a chance that Jordan Spieth has some serious issues with what has happened at Augusta.
1: It, it could.
0: He's won it could. It twice. No, no, no. He but lost I mean, it once since. Oh, okay. Since number twelve, yeah. when yeah. he was trying oh, to. Repeat. right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I'm not sure if has he's. Has he won it twelve twice or won yeah, it twice once?
1: Okay. That was catastrophic, though. I mean, that's that's has he won it twice. I'm not. You
2: don't care. <laughs> <it. laughs> I'm, I'm already afraid. Molinari won it twice, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe not Francisco. Uh, there is a one brother, Elephant in the room that we should talk about at Augusta, though, and and wonder what the tournament committee is talking about with the flags being left in. This oh
0: week. my God, that's right. I have
1: not because they were considering it's their tournament. They were considering role. not allowing it, but they will. Yep, apparently and they, they will. And they should. I have a great story about the kid who won this week on a Monday qualifier. I don't know if you guys heard this story. Help me again with his name. Connors Connors won this week. He was a Monday qualifier. And in order to get into the Valero, in the Monday qualifier, he birdied the last hole to get into a massive playoff. Six-way. Six-way playoff for one spot. One dude missed a three-footer. Because the flag rejected it. Because he left the flag in. And it rejected it. And he gets in, this guy doesn't. I believe that was to get in the event. And uh, I had,
0: in Vegas, I had a side hill five-footer get knocked out by the pin. Now, the one thing that I found, this is so funny as we're playing out there, I became a huge convert for leaving the pin in for one reason. It's so easy. It's, it makes it's things easier, so yeah. quick. Really. Which is why they did it. Are you guys going to play in Doral with the pin in?
1: Well, here's our move. This, we do this at our home club at Maryland National. Right. And with my friends is, hey, guys, unless, I, unless anyone asks, shall we assume the flag is out? But then to speed things up, if you're a 35, 40-footer, I'll just go ahead and putt. I get With it. the yeah. flag in. And and that to your point is very easy and I do think it speeds things up a little bit. Oh, it
0: made it so fast. Yeah. And there was yeah. so little administrative work of who's got it. Wait, let's go bring it in. Yep. You come up first. Wait, mm-hmm. he's off the green. You yep. don't realize all the admin that goes into that stupid flag stick yep. until you just leave it in the whole time. Did you
1: hear John Cook last night on on Golf Channel what he feels about it? What he say? He thinks that flag is against the spirit of the golf rules because it's a visual aid for some people
2: well that's what it is
1: yeah so from
2: know, an instructional mentally, standpoint yeah i take my kids and we're gonna uh, here at the putting green we're gonna put a real hole with a real flag in there
0: a full flag stick yeah not because, the little shorties
2: yeah we're gonna put one full flag stick. Okay. it's not gonna be you know eight full flag sticks but <laughs> the whole purpose is if you're going to experiment with how far i should be away
0: you should do it with you should
2: do it on the putting green right?
0: right 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 so
2: with my kids that i'm teaching right now we've come up with a 12 to 15 pace, whatever they feel comfortable with. So when they are 13 paces and their threshold is 12, that pin stays in. When they're inside, that pin comes out.
1: And you're doing that because you feel that's like the, the threshold, like the science the of visual.
2: it. The visual. The visual. The visual. The non-expecting to make all those putts. And the fact is most likely not rejecting with the speed that mm-hmm. we should be. The visual of being able to lag it in the hole with that visual versus um, – the possibility of it slamming and going out or it's slamming and knocking it down. So I think the odds are a little bit in your favor with it, 20, 25 feet to keep it in. Um, but inside of that, we've decided, my guys have decided that we're taking it out.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's, we're taking yep. it out unless someone asks. Yeah, We've got some guys, one legacy uh, Potomac Cup competitor that Kyle. comes out,
0: comes uh, out every uh, now and then. Oh, uh, Lee, Lee, Flumbester, you got yeah. it. He's Mr. Pin out. Uh Uh-uh. Pin in? Everything. Oh. Everything. Okay. Well, he probably thinks it gives him advantage. I'm convinced it's a net neutral, that it'll kick out some, and it'll keep in others, and that over the long haul, it'll even out. But I'll tell you this, downhill, sideways breaking putts, look out, because that pin will kick the ball out. I saw it with my own eyes. My ball was going dead center, but it was going downhill and to the right, and it hit that pin. Spit yeah, yeah. it right out of the hole. Well, yep. we
1: know what the the what Augusta is all about, what the Masters Committee is all about. Every it's all about the the optics, and that's the part that's driving them nuts is just how it looks. Yeah. In part, oh. it's about the optics. I'm I wouldn't used say to it, it's though, all about the
2: optics. I'm kind of getting used to it already. I saw really the nice. girls this week, uh, the eh.
1: women's amateur event there. What do the, you think of that? Actually, the – jeez, Christmas, the shots that girl hit, Jennifer Cumcho, that was tremendous. Yeah. She
0: got a real crystal goblet for her eagle on thirteen, just like the men do. How nice! I love it. But I do believe
1: our second place finisher is going to be the one that makes the most endorsement money.
0: (laughs) Moving on. on. (laughs) Moving. Wow, they're both wholesome young ladies. Yeah. (laughs) But can she play? Can can she play? Okay, where's where's Jenny porn these days? I, I mean, there's a lot of, you Counting know, money. as an instructor, Johnny Ronas, there's a lot of good young players, men and women, who end up sort of petering out I, once yeah. they turn pro.
2: I agree, but I think on the women's side, you know, these there's a, a certain cultural thing where you say, I'm a woman, I'd like to get married, I'd like to have some children. Sure. And so I think that shortens your career considerably. So I think a lot of those girls made their – money and they're incredibly respected and then they decided to go on that second part of their life which is that i think the guys just hang on for dear life you <laughs> know long a lot. Right. oh i'm sure for yeah. too long you know as long as they have someone to pay the bills or yeah. you know take care of the kids they're hanging yeah. on for but for, i do know
1: for dear life those top two girls of that last week's event are already slated to start their tour careers okay next year you right, had to love the sportsmanship yeah, it was maybe you know, a, little girls, <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, the girls, I would have been pissed. Girls you know, are always too like friendly.
0: that. Yeah, I don't, okay. like, I don't
1: like that. That's how the girls play. I know.
2: They, they really they, do. They, they're, and they're genuine about it. They're fierce competitors, and they're really good. But they are, at the end of the day, they can seem to compartmentalize. Yeah. yeah where the guys are like, I'll give you a hug and then bite your ear off like Tyson. That's I mean, probably because, because we're guys, too
0: insecure. Even the guys are getting chumier nowadays. But they don't want to. Even the guys. They feel they have to. Fa- Faldo was saying how he didn't like how chummy some of the guys were out there. I don't like it. I don't On think the they BG are. I oh, no, 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 no. I, no, mean, no, no. Some I think they are.
2: are, but I think in the, the back Baker of your mind, they're like, you know, shoot, I wish I would have won. Even it, Justin Thomas said that. He was like, yeah, I see Jordan up there, and, you know, I'm happy for him and everything, but I wish I was winning him.
0: Well, it's different from not liking somebody. Just saying I wish yeah. I won is different from I can't stand this dude. I, well, right. I hope he right. shoots okay. a trillion.
2: I think there's less of that. You're okay. right, right. I mean, right. they all hate Bubba, but other than that. <laughs> they come over here to play
1: golf in college, and they they live in Orlando. and Yeah,
2: and they see each other more because all the national tournaments. It's like, um, you know, the basketball or even the baseball situation. Mm-hmm. These kids see each other all the time
1: now, mm-hmm.
0: so all right. they become friendly. Real quick as we wrap this up. Advice. People always ask me advice. I'm going to the Masters, Abe, for the first time. I know you've been. What's your advice? You guys have both been.
2: Well, my advice is to first walk the golf course, the entire golf course, and I like to walk it from hole number one straight. I'm a, I'm usually a backwards guy, but I want to walk that course from number one, right down through 18, and you'll be tired at that point oh, and stop. and Get you yourself know. a two dollar and fifty cent sandwich, and then park yourself either at 12, um, 11, 12, and see him tee off. Or I think 12 is overrated. is stunning. Um, you think 12 is overrated? Six, 16, 16 is, is the amazing. beating
0: heart of the entire course. And you see
2: 17 teeing off. You also see 6T and 6 green there. 16 is a stunning place to be in the practice round. They're skipping them over the water. Mm-hmm. It's, as I've always said to people, they're like, you know, when I went to to the Masters for the first time and I walked in there and they said, you know, there's no way it could possibly be what you expected. I had been waiting probably 35 years at that time. I was probably 30, 35 years old. And... I walked in there. It was like Dorothy opening the door to Munchkin land that you just walk through those gates and you're like, oh my goodness, this is yeah. everything I expected and more. So I told my wife, I was just sitting on the couch the other day, and I said, you know what? Next year, we're going to Augusta. You have to see this. Plus, I want to go back.
1: Good. I, I don't believe that you have to even be a golf fan to no. Uh, you do just don't. fall in love with that place. And, you know, so... Johnny said several things that I would agree with, including starting at hole one and walking the entire course. I, last year I went for the first time in my life. What and I, days? A, a week from ago, a year ago this day. So I was just there on Tuesday.
0: All right, so it's Tuesday practice. Right? Perfect
1: weather. Luckily, perfect weather. Yeah, it's great. And um, I was with my father-in-law, brother-in-law, and my cousin-in-law. And... Uh, y- this is going to sound petty, but I think you want to go with someone that's not going to talk your ear off. I, and they didn't. They knew how much I wanted to be there, and I just want to got watch quiet and absorb. Yeah. In. Yeah. Okay. And and as talkative as I can be at times, I was so. You didn't want Inside a guy. of
0: myself. <laughs> you didn't yeah. want a guy going. Hey, where's Rory? Do you think do you think Justin right. has a chance yeah. to win this one? Where? What are you just going to shirt? You got to want a beer. Or I got to get a beer.
1: Take Shut some. Up. Go into that pro shop, by the way, and it is a new pro shop. I don't know when you went. It's. Um, no, nah, I was. Out it's a man.
0: merchandise pavilion. I was in the merchandise pavilion. No, no. Pavilion.
1: It used to be. It is now a shop, a building. Okay. That is
0: well, yeah. run like. Oh, it's, f- it's always runs, been run unbelievably, yeah, totally well. efficient and they ship it all home I, for you One, like, have, give us your address we'll box it up we send it I do have mm-hmm.
2: one more piece of advice and that is to go when you're young and if you plan on taking your parents or your whoever go before they get to the point where they can't move too well because the walk is very difficult I took my dad for his either 70th or 75th birthday and um, I wanted to make sure because I had gone before that he went when he could walk it because it is a tough walk. Okay, so no question.
0: I, what's yeah. the best hole? What's the worst hole there? Ooh. Best hole, worst hole at Augusta.
2: Golly. I'll I still st- think the – go ahead.
0: I'll start while you think. Best hole is number 13. In fact, that's the best that's golf hole say. on the planet. Yeah. It is the most aesthetically perfect, the most strategically diverse. It is, is it, as if God himself crafted that hole. Not even a debate. Worst home, of course, is number four, the par three. They've lengthened it to like 235. Yeah. It's got a tiny shelf on the back right over the bunker, which you almost can't get to. And it's got a tiny little finger down left, which is also way too small. It makes no sense to me. It's not even a fair par three. I hate it. There you go, my fa- my best worst hole at Augusta National.
2: Yeah, the uh, the I would agree actually with both of those. I could put 15 in there with 13, just because you got the backdrop of 16 and the cheers on 16. Um, but yeah, I would agree with that. And you're right that 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 par three wasn't made to be 230 yards long. The green isn't set up for that either. Um, well, they lengthened it, but it's always like boring, 200. Or like nine's so. kind of boring, you know, just goes down and then they're hitting up right. there. But
0: yeah, I How about 14. Rhodes, best, worst hole at Augusta.
1: Well, I, I agree with your worst. Um, okay. Put wedges in their hands. See how, how they keep it on top of that shelf instead of spinning it back off of there. All right. Um, and 13, I don't think any, there's any chance anyone could ever recreate that hole. I know there have been some courses that have tried. You yes. can't. It is just perfect. And then I'll give you an underrated hole, and that is number one. That is a scary T shot. It's too hard. So T shot
0: tee shot is a bear up the hill. The you're bunker pitches like in. Cause... You can hit it out of bounds if you go further right. Yeah. Uh and the green is one of the most severe on the course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just with it's, a ton it's of fall You know what's another great hole is two. I
0: like Two's two. Two's another
2: great hole because it's a risk reward. It's a it's you know, you gotta bend it around I don't the corner know how much on risk. a downhill lie. I guess you're right. I think it's
0: getting too easy these days That's how far, for far those these guys. guys hit it.
2: Yeah. But that's a cool hole to, not to watch, because it is, if you're a patron, it's a little elevated, I okay. think, where you're standing. Um, uh, that back nine is, is literally goosebumps. And, and,
0: oh. and here's my controversial hot take. 16 is to Mickey Mouse. 16 does not properly reward or punish good golf shots. It's just a big old bank shot. Throw it up there, let it roll down to the pin. I know it makes for exciting Sundays. I get it. I just think it's it's too much of a throw it up there. I, I don't think there's much to the hole. That's a controversial hot take. There you go. Brought to you Ooh. by Hot Pockets. Today's yeah. hot take.
2: That is I dead it, wrong. You love that whole lot. Yeah. I mean, didn't say don't love it. Is. I said I,
0: I
1: think it's too easy. I mean, I see guys. If there's a little too much adrenaline in your hands and you're on the top shelf with the pins low left on Sunday, you will not two putt.
0: You're, you've lost.
1: Yeah. If you're in contention.
0: I mean, it doesn't ever stay up on top, though. That's the thing. If you're going to make that a tiered green, make it a more sharply tiered green so that it can actually stay up top. It almost never stays up there. And then they got that pin position on 16 up against the back right bunker. Yeah. That's, that is impossible. That's brutal.
1: That's Friday, right? That's brutal. That's yeah, brutal. Or yeah, Saturday, maybe. Yeah. That's that really is... hard. And if you're in that bunker to the right of that, you just want to keep it.
0: If you do go, and I'll end on this, we'll end on this. If you do go, make sure late in the afternoon, hopefully we've got a golden sunshine spring day in Augusta, Georgia, make sure you get to number 15 where they have a crosswalk for fans, patrons, excuse me. And you can walk across the fairway, on the crest of the hill, looking down at the 15th green and seeing through to the 16th. And if the sun is just right and the weather is beautiful, you will think you died and went to heaven. It is the most breathtaking, awe-inspiring thing. And you're walking in the middle of that fairway thinking, my God, what if I was playing right now? It's incredible.
1: Yeah, you said it all. You just read my – that's exactly when – what went and through you guys, my mind? Did you go through that crosswalk at fifteen? Yeah, and to yeah. to add to that, they don't let you linger, your way but inside, walk real yeah. slow. But you're way you inside st- the ropes. If you
0: stop, then the, then the then the patrons yeah. are going to say, uh, or I mean, the uh, marshals say, keep it moving. Yeah, well, it's literally like you're walking over a bridge point.
2: looking at crocodiles. I mean, you're walking over, you're going as slow as you possibly can, right? Because you're just trying to catch that glimpse of you would never other have it because you're inside the ropes.
1: And and the one thought that went through my mind standing there was. This, if I had a wedge in my hand from here, where do you hit it? It looks like it, it's about the width of a hot dog. It's,
0: it's, oh, it's incredible. Terrifying. depth of a hot dog. just incredible. Yeah. All right, it's boys. It's a cool place. Let's hope for a great Masters. Johnny, will you send us and tweet us pictures from Doral? I can't wait. With you and your yes. boys. I will. Uh, for absolutely the finest in golf instruction, come out and see Mr. Ronas here at the Ronas Academy at River Creek. It is finally spring. It's warm. It's great. And I thank you guys for giving me an hour to nerd nerd out on golf. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, boys. Thanks, John. Back to the grind. We'll end on this. Dwayne Wade is going to get therapy for his retirement. I got to say, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Talk about a preemptive, very smart thing to do. Before... You go off into the non-basketball playing rest of your life. Just go right into your therapist's office and say, okay, let's start from the start. What am I going to do now? Said uh, in in an interview with ESPN's Rachel Nichols last Friday, Wade says he has overcome a skeptical attitude and embraced the idea of talking to a clinician. I'll be in therapy. Seriously, Wade said. I meant it. It's going to be a big change. I told my wife. I said, I need to do therapy, and we need to do a little bit as well. I was always against someone that didn't know me telling me how to live my life or giving me instructions, but I need someone to talk to about it because it's a big change. Even though i got a long life to live, other great things I can accomplish and do, it's not this. So it's going to be different. Good for him, man. Smart. I can only imagine, and I think most of us on the couch don't even understand it, What is it like to go from being the fucking man to be an athlete, fame, fortune, performing, dominating your sport, night in, night out, rock star life, and then eventually you hang them up and the crowds aren't there and you become a little less relevant and a little less relevant and a little less relevant every single day. Even if you are a Hall of Famer like Dwayne Wade who will be recognized in airports and restaurants for the rest of his life. It's still got to be a big come down for athletes. And so good for Dwayne Wade. Going right into therapy. That'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow is Thursday. The Masters will be underway. It's glorious. It's the greatest celebration of golf every year on the sports calendar. And I apologize that you could get battered with an excessive amount of golf talk, both on the radio, on this podcast, in the next couple of days. You're just going to just gonna have to deal with it. And then it'll be over on Monday, and then we'll move on. It'll be a little blurb for the U.S. Open, that's about it. An even smaller blurb for the British Open, and then we're on to football. You'll live, people, you'll live. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourselves a great night, and we will see you next time.
2: Like a dog on we'll fly.